briefest of glances can start the biggest romances. Our eyes were doing the dances and they were making advances. When our eyes met, I was like, hey, now I bet that joke could be the one. Are you the one? Hi, and welcome back to the Boom Boom Room, your premiere Are You the One podcast. I'm your host, Taylor. I'm your other host, Aubrey. And we're here to talk about the show. Are we? Do we have to? I think it's, I don't think it's optional at this point. We're 11 episodes deep. We can't change it at this point. I would argue it's entirely optional. Anyways, um, I have something to confess to you. Okay. I forgot to take notes for like the first half of the show. Oh, fuck, dude. We're fucked then. No, I mean, it's fine. Like, I, I, I retroactively jotted some stuff down. It's just, I remember thinking, like, I started the show, and then I just instantly got bored. Like, <laughs> I just sort of t- tuned out and started playing games on my cell phone. I mean, the reason I said we were fucked is because, to be honest, the notes for the first half of this for me are pretty light, because there just wasn't that much that I was interested in happening. Yeah! So it wasn't okay. So let's go into the first thing that I care about even at all, which is Keith has a plan. Keith has a plan. Keith is back in the limelight. He's back front and center, and he's being kind of a dick about it. Second dicks. Is he though? Because I don't think he is. Uh, only because there's not enough in the house for him to suck. But anyway, Keith has a plan. Keith, yes. And, okay, oh my god, I had a lot to say. I'm just gonna, can I just... Just Just go. Spoil some shit at the end for this. Which is, this is gonna happen how it happens every fucking season. Whenever someone finally comes up with a right and correct strategy. Mm -hmm. So, Keith comes up with a plan. And he he lists off a, a, a combination of people that isn't that bad. Except for the fact that we as the viewers know, if you've done the math, who the right couple is. And so... He picks the wrong couple to base it all off of, which is just bad luck. Uh-huh. And everyone, like, his strategy is good, and if they just followed his strategy, they would probably definitely win. And, of course, this this week, they don't do good, and they're all like, oh, it's because we followed strategy. Like, no, you assholes haven't been doing good this whole fucking game. Like, you can't just be like, well, strategy didn't work the one half week we tried it. Yeah, no, at the end, when... Everybody's talking about how we're putting all our faith in Keith. They're putting all our faith in Keith. That's all well and good. But Keith was totally right when he said it was not his fault if they lose. That it's, we're doing no. this at the last second as a literal latch ditch effort as opposed right. to basically doing nothing. This is a, I'm swooping in to try and clean up this mess, but don't blame me for the last nine weeks of this not going well. Right, exactly. And he was being a total dick about it. it. Don't get me wrong. He was. But he was was. right. He was fucking right. He was just also an asshole. I'm fucking angry that they're going to be like, see, strategy doesn't work. We already saw that going out. fucking said that. Yeah, no, Terrence, well, because the problem is they brought on a fucking, you know, guy who studied stats. And if he had started out doing this, could have figured it out. And they're just trying to sow that seed of, and they they, they definitely cast people with this in mind too, like Ethan, right. who is an otherwise intelligent guy, super sold on like it's got to be the heart, man. It's not. It don't got to be the heart. Has so little to do with it. 
right. Like your hearts have shown you over the past 10 episodes that that doesn't work. Right? It hasn't been working for you. It's not going to start working now. And the fact of the matter is, too, when they only got five beams, they're like, oh, Keith said we were going to get seven or eight. But he also said, if we get five beams, or if we get like five or less, then we know these people are in a match and we know these people are in a match. Like, he learned things. Like, again, if they weren't doing this as a last-ditch effort, this would have still been super useful information for him. Right. And what's more is, like, people don't understand, like, strategy. Like, yeah, part of the strategy is failing so that we know what doesn't, what what isn't right. Yeah, no, if, like, if this wasn't the semifinal, it wouldn't be such a big deal if this didn't go perfect. Right. Okay. But I, let's start at the beginning. <laughs> I bet you're wondering how we got here. <laughs> We've definitely already done that joke, too. My name is Angela. I'm a 17-year-old girl, and I'm sure you're wondering, how did I get here? As the days go by, let the water pull me down. That's a different Damn, reference. Boy, that car- yeah. Uh, so, let's be honest, from the whole first segment, the, the only fucking notes I have are, this episode's been a fucking mess, and I love it. And also, Shad's quote, I'm an oak tree. Okay, so we'll, that's not where I wanted to start, but I, we'll talk about that one, because I actually really wanted to. I was so ready to make fun of Shad for his oak tree thing when he started, because it really oh, sounded like to. it was going to be another Shadism. But I thought it was actually pretty sweet of just the, you know, the, the, the women around me have their, their stormy lives, and I'm their oak tree, man. I'm, I'm here to, to weather the storm for them. And I thought it was an Don't actually pretty it's, nice sentiment. It's super cute. It's super sweet. I love it. Shad sounds like the dumbest person in the world when he talks. I don't know. Shad really grew on me this episode. I thought he was really nice oh, to Audrey. I, love Shad. I thought he said all the right things. I agree. And I don't know. I feel like we're getting to see, finally, the real Shad. Shad. Which, granted, isn't too different from the Shad we thought we knew, but I don't know. It's just that his Shadisms are a little bit more hard-hitting. Yeah, exactly. Like, there was actual heart in that one, you know? And even when, because we're just jumping around all over the place, when Keith is going in before the matchup ceremony and was like, all right, Shad, why do you think you're a match with Audrey? I thought his answer was decent. And like, I think that's honestly the most sincere we've probably seen right. Shad, which is, I don't like to talk much. She likes to talk. I'm a good listener. Like that very well might be the ideal relationship for him. That, yeah. Like, and, I, and I'm not even making fun of him when I say that. I just think that for, for a guy like Shad, I think that might be a really significant part of it. It's just, Somebody who's not going to make me fucking talk when I don't want to. Yeah, the, the problem is, ironically, because he doesn't talk, he, he didn't have good words to use. Exactly. He's he's not good at, and I don't think he cares to put any effort into explaining himself and making people understand think, him. Yeah. I agree, I agree. And, and it created a problem for him in that way. And I think if he was just a better communicator, it wouldn't have been quite so bad. Like, Keith still would have steamrolled. And A, he should have steamrolled. And B, he could have been nicer about it. But yeah, I think if Shad was just a little bit more willing to socialize. 
I agree. It would go better. It would just go better for him. Totally. All right. What else did you want to talk about in that first party? Uh, let's see. Oh, there was so there was a great moment with Deandra and Kareem, where for a, a split second, I stopped hearing that static in my mind whenever he talks to hear something that was oh. hilarious, which was Deandra saying, "We're pretty good-looking people." And him responding, yeah, we are. Yourself included. (laughs) (laughs) What a great indicator that he's just not listening. (laughs) He's like, he heard the word pretty and it was like, oh yeah, clearly she's talking about me. Yeah, you're pretty too, girl. She's pretty too. (laughs) (laughs) I just thought that was funny. I just got a kick out of that one. Um, It's classic Kareem in that. Let's see. What else is there to talk about in this crazy nothing happened yet a lot happened episode? Right. I'm ready to switch to the challenge, my man. Before we go to the challenge, I just want to touch on Keith and Alexis still being stupid. Like, oh, yeah. Come on, Keith. I expect more from you than being this blatantly with Alexis, you know? Yeah. Well, I guess because he's decided it, the time of playing with your heart is over. If he's playing with his mind, he can be fucking Alexis all day long. And again, I kind of get that. He's just, I don't know. He's being such a dick. He, it's, he is. I'm, this was not a good episode for Keith. Yeah, I'm finding it harder to like Keith, even though he's right. He's just so right. Right. I agree. I agree. All right. Take us into the challenge, Aubrey. Uh, this week's challenge, named Don't Drop the Ball... Creative. Uh, it, it was a good challenge, though. It was a challenge of how well you know, the how well the guys know the girls in general. Um, Honestly... They go in with a plan. I didn't but, care for this challenge. I didn't think this was a very good challenge at all. I thought it was boring. I thought... I, I mean, don't get me wrong, it was boring, but it was a solid challenge in the terms of... Like, at this point, all of the guys should know all of the girls. Still, a trivia challenge this late in the game when there are this many people and... That's what they do. It, it, it was a boring challenge. The pulling out the pegs wasn't interesting to me. I don't know. This I didn't like this challenge at all. The best part of it was right at the beginning when TJ announced the name of the challenge was Don't Drop the Ball. And you could hear somebody off camera asking, where the ball at? <laughs> that was I missed that. that was the beginning and end of my interest in this challenge to be completely honest that was really great my favorite thing was the, that the challenge was called don't drop the ball and then the next time I heard the word ball it was the balls have dropped and that was my other thing was this an intentional constant ball dropping joke of course it was but it just of part of it it just wasn't funny enough to seem on purpose, but it was also oh, wasn't. Shocking. It also wasn't funny enough to be a happy accident. I guess it just wasn't funny right. enough. I mean, it's yeah, like that's kind of uh, MTV's calling card. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, are you new to this channel? I, I mean, honestly, a little bit, but they included where to ball at. That was fucking hilarious. That's gold. Oh, I mean, well, we had a decent question. It was, because it's like, don't drop the ball. Here's a giant box. Yeah, right? Um, So they had a strategy going in that Dimitri, 
Tyler, or, or someone else. I don't even remember. No, it was it's Maybe. Anthony, Tyler, and Michael were supposed to go. It wasn't, we're supposed to win, I think. It wasn't Anthony. Who's the guy I keep calling Anthony? Michael. Okay. So then it was Michael, Tyler, and someone else. I think Dimitri. Yes. That's correct. Okay, we got him. So one of the uh, three, like, it was, they really wanted the three of them to win. And, like, round one, Ethan fucking eliminates Michael, I think it is. Yep. Yep. And then it, it finally the challenge gets down to Tyler and Dimitri. But, like, it's, like, whatever. Because, like, everyone was like, no, this is terrible. Uh, but honestly, it doesn't matter because you can only put one of them in the truth booth. Yeah, two out of three ain't bad. And the fact of the matter is, two different people in that of- challenge. Was it one out of three? Was it only Tyler and Nicole who were the ones they wanted? Oh, yeah, it was. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I'm like, it doesn't matter because they're the only people you can put in the truth booth anyway, so... And they were, frankly, one of the better ones to put in. Yeah, they were the people who should have won. Everyone else was a backup. Yeah, basically. Still, though, they fucked up throwing it twice. Oh my god, right? Like, how bad do you have to be? Like, I love you, Ethan, but what the fuck were you doing? Like, this is a challenge about basic fucking knowledge of people you've lived in a house with for over two months. Also, just throw it. Like, cheat. I don't think it's cheating, technically, you know? No, well, Ethan tried to throw it. He guessed what he thought would be the wrong answer and got it right. No, but you need to communicate. That's what I'm saying. Like, if you're going to throw this challenge to some people, you all have to communicate and come with a plan ahead of time of of hand well, signals and whether or not you are or aren't rigging the buzzer. So... Right, that's also true. Like, they half-assed <sighs> through it and got lucky is basically what happened. <laughs> But anyway, the so, the, so the winners were Anthony and Keith Zoe. And okay, you want to read them off? I always read off names, Taylor. That's true. I'll let you read off some names. The winners were Keith and Deandra. Keith picking Deandra because she's never been on a date, which was like the fucking shade of it all. I thought it was nice. I thought it was cute, which it, is like, it, this is going to be one of the was, last opportunities to do it. I want to make sure you have the chance to go get out of this fucking house, you know? I I totally think he meant it to be super nice, but also it came off just like after I heard him, I was like, oh, that was nice. And then I paused and was like, also, like, I'd be fucking pissed if he said that to me. Like, no one's wanted to go out with you, so I will. Yeah, I guess when you put it that way, I really didn't think of it like that. But it does Um, sort of say nobody else would take her. (laughs) Right. Uh, Tyler and Nicole, who are clearly going into the truth booth. Yep. And, and who we know from previous math, like, as of, like, an episode ago, we know they're a match. Yeah. There was basically no and, no worries there. Yeah. And Anthony and Zoe, who... Is it just me, Anthony, or for being with Anthony, Zoe really doesn't look too into him, like, all the time? Well, she's not with him. She's not? No, he keeps on wanting to go after her, and she's like, I'm friends with Jaleth, no thanks. Okay. That explains it, because Anthony keeps talking like they're together, and it confused me, because Zoe really doesn't seem like she likes him at all. She's just not in that to him. 
So the date I was really excited to go into because we were going to go to a haunted mansion or whatever, which sounded like it could be a lot oh. of fun. It did right, not feel well. What it actually was what was it, Aubrey? Oh, it was a bar shaped like a fucking house. <laughs> but the they lights turned off, house. Aubrey. Right, you're right. They got one scare in there, and we're like, all right, now everyone go sit down at your bar tables. They're like, but we're in this lady's house. They're like, I don't care. <laughs> I was so fucking pissed. Oh, I was really let down by just how terribly that film, and they didn't say anything interesting on the date. The only interesting thing anybody said was Nicole saying, I'm afraid of ghosts because I feel like I'd be really easy to possess. <laughs> I mean, I have to agree with her. I agree, too. She does seem like she'd be easy to possess. So kudos for self-awareness, I guess, but... Also, them going to the Haunted Mansion just really reminded me how much I would like this show more if just someone got murdered. <laughs> once. Like, spice it up, guys. We have been talking for a while about a crossover Are You the One Who Done It show. Right! Oh, that's great. Ugh. Oh, also, we gotta see them leave for the date, which I did not like. What do you mean? Like, normally we're just transported to them being at wherever the date's gonna happen. But we gotta see them all, like, filing at the house, being like, bye, we'll talk to you guys later. Oh, yeah, I did. You know, it didn't even strike me as odd at the time, but we do never get to see that, do we? I just didn't like it. I don't like when they change things. <laughs> You're a traditionalist. Well, it's also because they clearly had nothing interesting to do with the show. And there were a lot of little scenes like that in this episode. Scenes that we really only saw oh. because they clearly didn't have a lot of material time. this time. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Uh, truth, the truth booth. booth. Shall we talk about it? Yes. So Tyler and Nicole, obviously a match. So, like, I felt nothing. Like, there was no excitement. There was no happiness. I felt nothing. I was happy for the... I almost said I was happy for them, which I don't think I've ever admitted to on this show. But no, it wasn't It wasn't even a lie. I was just glad that... I was honestly just glad they were a match, because I got kind of sick and tired of seeing decent couples broken up. Oh, well, I was just happy that Tyler and Nicole gonna fucking leave the house. Although I'm also really pissed, because Tyler is like my favorite character on this show. Tyler is a lot of fun. Although I gotta say, Nicole, through the whole like post perfect match bits we got to see her she uh -huh. did not seem that happy really like i don't know yeah, i don't know I don't if know. it's just the way she is or if she's not that yeah, into him or what but i feel no, like that's the, the thing is i sorry no go ahead I really don't know, because I feel like for so much of the show that we've seen her, she'll oscillate between being super bubbly and happy and just being like, yeah, okay, whatever. And I don't know if, like, that's just who she is, if she's either on or off, or, or like, maybe she gets, like, socially exhausted, like, you know what I mean? Like, maybe she just had a really active day and really just wanted to go home and sleep, but couldn't, and so she was just tired. Yeah, I don't know, and it could very well be that, that she was just tired. But it, I don't know, it was through a couple different Tyler. scenes, and I got to hoping that Tyler wasn't in for a disappointment. Yeah. Same. Um, so they get back to the house from the truth booth, and they're fucking celebrating, and I got mad at them. Uh-huh. 
They don't get to celebrate. It's 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 week what nine I think at this point for them, and they've only just managed to get their first match. And uh, and also, let's not even talk about the fact that they should know who all the matches are. Like they have everything, and yet they're excited over the most simplest, lamest piece of shit that there is. I get the excitement, honestly. Like you're right, they really didn't accomplish that much. All in all. But to, for them, this is the first time they've actually managed to accomplish something, basically. Oh, yeah. The, in their minds, they've just, like, oh, fucking made the world shake. <laughs> also, the song that they sang, Cheers. is that, like, an existing song? Or did they all no. write that or something? I I have no idea. I, like, I, I, I couldn't hear it that well, but I've, like, I've never heard the song. And... I don't know. I just thought it was fucking weird. I was like, "What the fuck?" I mean, you heard you heard the lyrics though, right? They were singing about like the show, like it was a song about the show, right? But I've never heard it before. Word, yeah, no. I was just looking to confirm if this is like a thing that was featured in a previous no. season or something. I mean, not that I can recall. So they just decided to drop that one on us. I, I think they did. Okay. So then they have a party because because that's what they do. Right, and and Keith is doing some really good math, and he's being a fuck about it, and everyone else is like, we should play with our hearts, and it's all gonna go downhill and be shitty, and I was just, I was really angry throughout this whole episode. And I think it was at this point, too, that we saw one of the more fucked up things I think somebody's done on this one, which is <laughs> Michael and Jalez getting down next to Zoe in the bed while Audrey who is still grieving their relationship is also in the room and sees yeah like that was stu- I was just stupid bro like what the fuck I really were you thinking Jada fucking called them out on it right Jada was in is like you guys fucking you ain't fucking in here that's not what she they said no but that's how it was here. that's how it that's how I interpreted oh. it yeah, I'm. I'm. I honestly like. We then saw Audrey walk away in anger and sadness, which is reasonable. Yeah. And I was shocked. We didn't get a cutaway from Kiana being like, "But I get it." And I just really like Michael, and I think we're a perfect match. Right. I was disappointed that like, we never okay really that checked back in with them about that, or with Zoe. I'm right? like, Zoe, did you like get out of bed and leave? Did you just sleep through it? Like. <laughs> I, I, I feel like that was I a know. really incomplete storyline. Like something just happened here. Were there a lot of loose ends going on? Did they finish? I, I know. Did they I, stop? I, I, love like, the... <laughs> I loved in the clip. Like they were like, uh, Jalesse was moaning and like, uh, Michael was running and fucking Zoe was just laying in her bed, like pretending, I guess, to be asleep with her eyes closed. And her mouth opened like she was snoring. Right? Meanwhile, in her confessional, she's talking about, like, and all of a sudden, I'm like, why am I bouncing? (laughs) Right? Ah, so fucking, I hate these people. Fuck, man. I just want, I just want to know how that ended up, you know? Yeah. You have a room specifically for this shit they could have gone to. I'd be pissed. Be like, yo, what the fuck? And then we went to the matchup ceremony, which... Dude, this episode's gonna be so short. <laughs> it's because nothing happened in this episode. Because it was a bad episode, because all the answers are out there. 
Okay, sorry. No, let's just let's just read through the matches, I guess, and not say anything about them. Okay. So I have another truth time for you. Okay. I didn't fucking write down. I like I wrote down the first one and was like, I don't fucking care. And I just stopped writing down the matches. So I do have the list of matches here. They're not in the order that they matched up, and then I am getting this from the Wikipedia page. Alright, let's let's hear him. Anthony and Uche. Clinton Angeles, Dimitri and Audrey, Ethan and Narice, Joe and Zoe, Kareem and Deandra, Keith and Jada, Malcolm and Alexis. I'll stop you on that one, actually. Okay. I don't have much to say there, only other than they were actually kind of cute, and they've been sitting together for a little while now, and I don't know. I feel like if yeah. anybody can turn Malcolm into less of a shitty person, it might be Alexis. Just or through sheer... Or they might kill each other. Or they might kill each... Well, I mean, that net positive, you know? I would agree. He either Don't improves or he... I can't say or he dies. That's, that's a bit intense, isn't it? Eh, whatever. Anyway. I don't care. Yeah. No, they were just kind of cute, honestly. That might work out for them. I get that. We'll see. Michael and Kiana. Chad and Olivia. I have something to say about- And then, of course, Tyler. I'll I'll let you finish. Say the- the, Well, and of course, Tyler. Say the last two again, so I can cut to it. Chad and Olivia, and of course, Tyler and Nicole, who are a confirmed perfect match. So I just want to bring up another great quote that came from Olivia in which she said, I'm going to paraphrase her again, but we were talking about Keith doing the math and having a strategy. And she says, she's not on board with it and says, I don't understand what Keith is doing other than math. As as some sort of way of questioning his authority. Like, I don't know what gives Keith the right other than math. The fact that this is, an equation to figure out how does he know how I'm feeling? Because it doesn't matter how you're feeling, bitch. Like your feelings have nothing to do with this at this point. Well, there was another quote that was like that, that had me fucking on the floor. What was that? It was of course, shadism, uh-huh. which was just Keith live inside my heart. I don't think so. He doesn't pay rent. <laughs> Chad does have a real way with words, I gotta say. As much as he was on the wrong side of that argument, he has a way with words. And it's a terrible way with words for effective communication, but... But it's a great way with words for TV. Oh, it's a great way with words. Well, and so here's what I'm really, really, really fucking angry about, is Chad's on the wrong side of the argument because the math works out better than your feelings fucking do. And... Shad got right. Like, he is Audrey's... Like, him and Audrey... Spoiler alert, I guess. Well, Shad and Audrey, via the math, are a perfect match. That's not terribly surprising, honestly. Well, and and here's the thing, is even with Keith's math, he'll know that next week. Well, yeah, and that's the thing, is that people... And I know we've already sort of talked about this, but are writing this off as a failure, which it sort of was, but it was a calculated failure. It was the kind of thing that was either going to go well... And you're really close to winning and just have to make some adjustments Uh or go poorly. And then you know what to change for next time and be closer. And if it wasn't the semifinal, there will be 
no reason to abandon this plan, and there still isn't a reason to abandon this plan. Right. Keith's fucking up. Keith's fucking up. Managed to tie them with the best they've done so far. Let's put it that way. Right. Exactly. And he knows more because of it. If I would love to see what his prediction for week 10 is and compare that to, to, the, to what we know is correct. Because I bet he'll be pretty fucking close. Well, then in terms of Keith's math and predictions for this week that we saw, have you heard anything online about how good they were in general? Like, he obviously did okay with five beams, but, you know, how was his logic? Do we know? Uh, no, I didn't see anything about that. Okay. Cool. Sorry. No, that's fine. It was a long shot. Well, and, okay, here's the other part of that, which is the truth. Which is, I forgot to fucking look at the forums this week. Yeah, whatever. I didn't check the email. <laughs> well, let me check the email oh, right did, now. you did, you did I didn't. Let me check the email right now, because this episode is basically over anyway. Holy shit, we got an email. Oh shit, what's the email? days ago. Oh no. Ah! <laughs> what's the email? Okay, this email is from Melissa. Hi, Melissa. We're really sorry Hi, it's been over 12 days and we haven't responded. In our defense, we've probably... Yeah. You're the, you're the first one. And for that, we're entirely and grateful. we let you down. And we're horribly embarrassed that it's taken this long. Um, <laughs> she says... I just wanted to say I've been watching Are You the One for a while now and just caught up with your podcasts. You are both hilarious and spot on with the commentary. I look forward to listening every week to hear what you guys have to say. I hope you do a podcast on the reunion episode and next season too. I seriously love you both and I'm so glad I found the boom boom room crying eye face. Ah! Oh my god, I can't believe we have a fan. My face is burning. We're absolutely doing something on the reunion episode. We'll most likely be back for next season, because let's be honest, we don't have fucking lives. Oh, we'll be back. Don't don't you worry about that. And also, I'm really sorry that you're like, I'm really enjoying listening like to you, and like I'm really excited for your thing next week, and then we fucking miss that week. Right? Like, and, and then we decided- We let you down without knowing. And we figured that nobody would notice that we didn't post it on time. Apparently somebody right. would have noticed, we're so sorry. <laughs> I think when I post this podcast, my very first comment is going to be fucking sorry, Melissa. <laughs> I think we owe it to her oh as our first uh, call out. Oh, man. I'm so glad I checked the email and didn't just assume nobody wrote us. I like that we fucking also checked the email out of like, oh, no one's going to email us, so I might as well check it. Yeah, I was doing it just so I could make the joke. It also just so happens this episode is, like, mad short, so I'm probably going to leave in all of this. Yeah. I mean, honestly, you shouldn't edit out anything, even the parts where we just fucking talk about, like, bullshit. This will be, be the uncut episode, because if we cut anything, right. it's going to be six minutes long. All right, so we're going to wrap up this episode. This was a real quick one. Uh, not, not much, uh... It was a bad episode. I didn't have a metaphor. Yeah, thanks for bailing me out on that one. You're welcome. Um, we're really sorry that last week was late. And if you didn't notice, it was on time. What are you talking about? But thank you for listening. We'll be back on time next week. Uh, Aubrey, before, before we send our listeners on their merry way, what is the moral of this episode and this week? So I'm going to do something I've only done like once before, which is this is a moral for the show 
writers, directors, producers, and even just MTV as a whole. And uh, the, the moral of this episode is don't make a show if you can't make it fucking entertaining. <laughs> You're getting real, dog. <laughs> You're getting real with these. These used to be jokes, dude. You remember that? Remember when these were funny? I can't-